can, can, can we believe this? Uh, oh, oh my god. Oh my god. The mouth and beast are back together again. First yeah. the new year. 2024. Mm-hmm. Well, Malfa, where have you been for three, four weeks? Where where were you, man? It wasn't three or four weeks. More like two. Two to three, however you want to slide. Something like that. But, you know, holidays and stuff to handle. You know how that time of year works. How the Christmas time of year works. And besides, it's not like the Jets and Giants were involved in anything. Well... Giants already have their own set of problems, like uh, Wink Martindale uh, being furious with Dable and just resigns. That's uh, yeah, that's gonna be a problem. But we'll talk yeah, about we'll we'll have a rant uh, on the Jets oh. in their off season. Uh, yeah, no, because we're not even gonna bring this up. Let's talk about happier things, better things. Yes, of course. Like how I predicted, almost every division winner. Yeah, you know what? Listen, these play this whole NFL season's been exciting. We've had a lot of uh, some curses broken, some surprises we didn't expect to see, and here we are. Here we are now. The wild card game begins this. Yep. So let's tally this. Let's tally this real quick. Yeah. I said, I believe let's start it. Let's start in the uh, NFC. We'll dive into all that. But first, before we do that, I want to inform our listeners who are listening to Downtown Sports. It's our first show of 2024. I hope everybody had a very good holiday, very Merry Christmas, a very Happy New Year. Jonathan Perriente, the Beast of the East, along with the Mouth of the South, John Schiavone, my friends, neighbors, it's good to see you all again. And we're about to dive into what I think is going to be one of the most exciting NFL playoffs we've had in years i don't think i've seen a playoff where we've had so many good quarterbacks representing their teams we've had we just have so many different new coaches and different styles and honestly this is a wide open playoff honestly this is a more wide open playoff than i would have than maybe normal in the past and i really don't know who's going to come out of this and go to the super bowl honestly maybe i sound a little crazy I don't know if you sound crazy, but let's let's see what's really crazy. Yeah. Let's dive into the NFC. Let's begin with that. We will, but wait. You're going into the playoff games. You see, you're dodging something very important. What would that be? How I was right about almost every single division oh. and teams that were going to end up making the playoffs. Well, Kansas City won the AFC West. That shouldn't have shocked anybody. The AFC we West. We both picked that. Uh, the Ravens were playing some of the best football we've seen in, in this year, so it was no surprise. Although it got a little dicey a few weeks in, but the Ravens. Yeah, pulled. there was no surprise to me. The rest of you picked. Uh, somebody picked the Steelers. One of you picked the Browns. Well, uh, somebody picked the Bengals. Yeah, I mean. It, when and you, didn't it, I say you'll see the Steelers and the Browns make the playoffs? You will see Baltimore win the division, and Cincinnati would not make the postseason. The loss of Joe Burrow was too much for the Bengals to overcome at the end. Jake Browning did everything he could. 
I credit the the system that Zach Taylor has, and I give the credit in the world to Browning to trying to keep his team afloat, but the injury to Joe Burrow was a little too much. Uh, the defense of the Bengals got hurt. O-line, of course, uh, had its problems, as it did the past couple of years. And thus, the Bengals are not in the playoffs this year. As a result, they lost a couple of games they shouldn't have lost, and that played a big difference. Yep, and uh, let's continue on with my uh, well, Buffalo, my ability of prophecy. Buffalo winning the AFC East, should that have shocked anyone? Mm. Yes, it shocked a lot of people. Well, a lot of Miami, you guys picked Miami. Well, Miami showed its prowess, how they cannot beat big boy teams, and it showed again. They lost to the Bills twice this year. Twice. That is correct. And now they get to play the Chiefs in round one Very in Kansas City. Yeah, good luck for that. Far um, to the NFC side. No, well, no, no, no. Hold no, on. We, we We're not done game. yet. We're not done yet. Did we miss one? Oh, yeah, the AFC South, of course. How could I forget? I mean, I did pick no. the wrong team. I thought the Colts would take the division. I was that close. I kept saying C.J. Stroud is a special quarterback. I kept saying it. I'm sure Pat Creighton was quietly saying it, that C.J. Stroud is a different quarterback than any that the Texans have had. And D'Amico Ryans was a different type of coach that this team needed to have. And here but the you know what? I said the Jags would lose the division. They did. I said Trevor Lawrence isn't as good as everybody thinks he is. He regressed. He regressed. And how many of you guys called me crazy? A lot. Me. Now, I will admit, I mean, although if it wasn't for the torn ACL, I think Minnesota could have won the division. For the NFL. um, But, of course, they had the merry-go-round of quarterbacks, so. The fact that they were even still in somewhat of postseason contention at the end of the season was a miracle. But Detroit fell off at the end of the year, and they were still in position that if the Vikings would have won those la those two games they played against them, they could have still took the division from here's Detroit. The thing, here's the one thing with the Lions that they did that was kind of dumb. Listen, I love Dan Campbell. I, I, I love his fire as a coach. Reminds me a little bit of Rex when you think about it. But he took a gamble in the last game of the season that he shouldn't have done. He started his players, even though the the Lions basically were in the playoffs. They've clinched a spot to play a home game to start the year. And you ended up playing your starters, and then you lost Sam Laporta, your rookie tight end, who's been one of your best players this year. Was it really worth it to play your starters and risk losing one of your best players? Especially when a Rams team... Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Rammies. Didn't yeah. I tell you that they were going to make the postseason this year? That Stafford was back, that Seattle was not going to, and that the Rams would? Mm. And how funny we're going to have a playoff game and how appropriate they're going to face each other. The very trade that we talked about a couple years ago, Stafford versus Goff. And now we're going to see who won. I, I think we're going to find out in reality who won this trade between these two teams. Who won? This um, both teams won the trade. Let's be real. Well, the, the Rams uh, Super Bowl to show for it. The Rams are going to eat the Lions, in my opinion. But let's go on with uh, the NFC South and how all of you picked the Saints. And I said, you know what? I like the Bucks. I think Baker Mayfield's going to have a pretty damn good year. Mm. 
And lo and behold, Baker Mayfield had a pretty damn good year. He had some ups and downs, I will not lie. I'm not saying Baker Mayfield was ever a consistent quarterback, but he did enough. Look at the statistics of Baker Mayfield this season. This is honestly, statistically, I think, his best season. Well, it helps. Look him up. Look him up right now. You wouldn't believe the numbers that Baker Mayfield put up It helps when you have good playmakers around you. That does play a a very big Evans and Godwin, but Evans turned back the clock. Yeah. Okay, let's look at Baker boys' numbers. Okay, 28 touchdowns to 10 interceptions, throwing for 4,044 yards. Oh, but he's inconsistent and he's bad. Pretty Uh, solid. Throughout his career, 130 touchdowns in his entire career with 74 picks. Not too bad. But only 10 picks this year. Only 10. Well... As I said, it helps when you have a good system around you. You have good playmakers that make your job as a quarterback a lot easier. Did he have that with Cleveland all the time? You had Chubb. But did he have another piece to go along with Chubb? No. Hunt. He had Hunt. Yeah, Kareem Hunt was. And then when they finally put then pieces Odell back around, they got rid of Baker Mayfield. They're like, oh, it's all Baker's fault. Yeah, well, no, it wasn't. You didn't put players around him. The Browns didn't have a good offensive line at that point in time. Now they do. Now everything's all put together. And who's their quarterback? Oh, that's right. The timeless Joe Flacco. Uh, Timeless Joe. Four quarterbacks they went through. Deshaun Watson, PJ. I think, what did they start the season? And then they had had Deshaun Watson coming back off an injury. That PJ Walker start before Deshaun Watson came back. Concussion. He played for a couple of weeks and he got hurt. And then, okay, now we go to Joe Flacco, our fourth quarterback to start the year with. Literally, all straight up, straight from the couch. Yeah. Straight from the couch to the practice squad. Three days later, starting for the Cleveland Browns. And he just goes back to his uh, domination of the NFs of the AFC North. It's incredible. It really is. Well, it's it's good because it all kind of worked out for Flacco playing in a division that he was that he got to a Super Bowl in, and it's a division that he's played in throughout most of his career. So playing in the AFC North was kind of like a homecoming for him. And it worked and out. A lot of the cast of characters really hasn't changed much. Well, you have Amari Tomlin Cooper. still coaches the Steelers. Yeah, he's still there. John Harbaugh still coaching the Ravens. Correct. Taylor coaching the Bengals. Well, Taylor's been there only for a few years, but Bengals had Marvin Lewis at the time when Joe Flacco was playing in the in the North. Yeah, but you know the big players. Well, who are the two other? Well, actually, big you players. have the Ravens and the Steelers in the playoffs with you from your division. So the two teams that you know. Mm-hmm. That you know the coaches of, that you know the coaching style of. Yeah. Let's uh let's swing through the rest of the NFC. The, the oh yeah, that's right. 49ers. Everybody thought oh no, the 49ers are obviously the number one seed. Everybody thought I was crazy for this. Oh, which one? All season long I've been saying, Why aren't the Dallas Cowboys higher on this list? Yeah. In the beginning of the season, who did I pick to win the division? I think you picked Dallas, but uh, everybody thought Philly was going to be the team that because Philly at the time was what ten and one. They looked like yeah, nobody was going to touch Philly. And then the final what five six weeks came, and everything went downhill for Philly since they went what 
They lost five of six games, I think it was. Five of six games they lost. I told you all, they lost to the Jets. And they and... lost to the Giants. And they lost to the Giants to finish off the year. How, how fitting is that? Well, they pretty much gave the year up. Wow. They knew they weren't winning the division. Because even if they beat the Giants, if the Cowboys won, which of course they were going to win, they weren't going to. And also, Devonta Smith was out, and now AJ Brown gets hurt in the Giants game. And then Hertz got injured in the Giants game with his finger, which was now. Uh, now I'm a little worried about Hertz as well. In and my I, opinion, I think the Eagles are ripe to be picked off. I think the Eagles are now officially a broken team. I think they're now officially a team that's had its spirit broken. I think I think they've been broken since the Jet loss. Even though I don't think the Eagles will really admit that because they did win some game, they did win a few games in a row after the Jets. But they lost. did not look very good in those games, did they? Their defense, the Jet defense, hurt. broke something in Jalen Hurts that hasn't been fixed yet. Oh, I thought we were saying a week ago. Oh, the, the, the Jalen Hurts gave that game. Jets. The Jets didn't break Jalen Hurts. Every few Eagles fans say, well, Jalen Hurts gave that game to the Jets because he threw too many picks and, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, And the Jets secondary has been the best in football. The only reason the Eagles were close is because the Jets can't stop the run to save their lives for some reason. No, that's a fair point. All gas, no breaks. Well, the point of the matter is Philly is limping into these what playoffs a with a broken football team right now. And, and they have a cakewalk facing Tampa. I don't think they have a cakewalk facing Baker. I think Tampa's going to beat them. I think they will, too. I think Philly is broken. I do, too. I think you're going to see them miss the playoffs, and you're going to hit Prove me them. wrong. Prove me wrong, Philly. Prove me wrong. You, their defense has regressed severely. Their secondary is garbage, Baker. Mayfield is the Bucks. Pretty much their savior. 4,000 yards, 28 touchdowns to 10 picks. Has one of the best one-two combinations in football outside of, well, the Eagles. But, you know, since the Eagles didn't win the division. You got Rashad White to run the ball with, and you have uh, Godwin, and you have Mike Evans. But now, and if you're the Eagles, A.J. Brown is hurt. Devonta Smith can't walk. And you could conceivably go into this game with your number one receiver being Julio Jones. Yep. I think that team is dead in the water. Because now you have to run the ball a little more now instead of just throwing. So DeAndre Swift is going to have to start running the ball a little bit. And DeAndre Swift is not that good. Remember, remember, they had the same system in Detroit with DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. If they were so good, why were they replaced with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs? Great question. Fool's gold, ladies and gentlemen. That's what it was. They shipped Miles Sanders off to Carolina yep. to go on the bench to be uh, the backup to Chuba Hubbard after yep. he lost the starting job to Chuba Hubbard. Mm -hmm. They get DeAndre Swift from Detroit thinking he's going to be some great shakes, and then you found out that he was a running back that was benefiting from an offensive system. Good news for the Eagles. A.J. Brown's, by the way, ACL is intact, so he didn't tear an ACL. Uh, Sirianni seems pretty hopeful him and Smith will play. Well, they, they had better, better they but play. Devonta Smith is not going to be effective. 
He couldn't walk this week. How's he supposed to run and play next week? Talk to Nick Sirianni. Tell that to Nick Sirianni, if you will. The only good thing is Monday the 15th is their game. Yeah. So may that gives that gives uh Devonta Smith an extra day of yeah. rest. Hopefully, maybe he comes out. But how effective is he going to be? By the way, mm-hmm. did everybody forget that Tampa's defense is not that bad? It's the Todd Bowles defense, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Todd Bowles defense. Granted, Tampa doesn't have corners, but <laughs> they are they've always been a, a very well fundamentally built football team on defense. They Winfield, David, it it's a it's a great group of players. And I'll tell you what, if you're in a tight game with, with the Buccaneers in a defensive battle, you're not winning that game. I don't care how good of offense. It's not gonna be a tight game. It's not gonna be a tight it's gonna be more of a shootout, but I'll tell you something. In fact, let's start picking these things since have, well, we I've already gloated that I picked every division correctly except for two. And no. the only reason the we two that I picked last, ended up being wrong. We didn't dive into the last two teams of the NFC that made the playoffs. We mentioned Dallas barely. What about the what about our Jordan Love and the Packers? We gotta uh, give you mean the first up. sacrificial lamb to Dak Prescott? You don't think that Jordan Love has got a chance? This guy, nope. look, look at Green Bay's structure. Three quarterbacks over the past 10, 11 years. Maybe 15. I'll go back a little more in time. So Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers sat behind him three years. Three, four years, Rodgers sat behind him. Okay, Brett Favre retires. Rodgers takes the helm. Takes Green Bay to a Super Bowl. Jordan Love eventually gets drafted. He sits behind Aaron for about three, four years. Rodgers now leaves. He goes to the Jets. Jordan Love now finally gets his opportunity. And he's gotten better and better toward the end of the season. And I think he's finally beginning to find guys that he can trust getting the football to. And you're playing with a healthy Aaron Jones. I wouldn't laugh at this Green Bay team, no matter how big a disadvantage. Unfortunately, unfortunately for Green Bay, Dallas is different this year. We say that every year about Dallas. And then look, no, we don't not around playoff time. Because the Cowboys got their work done at the end of the year when it counted. Philly did not. Dallas usually limps into the postseason this time. They came in roaring. Dak Prescott, ever since, I'd say, what, week? When they lost to the Eagles. I thought it was going back to maybe the 49ers loss is when the Cowboys really kind of woke up. Well, yeah, that too. But kind of the game for me. And that's when Mike McCarthy finally gave up on this. I must run the football like it's 1980 style and said, Dak, throw the ball. And ever since then, Dallas has been a buzzsaw. They've averaged about 30 points per game. Yep. They are the most efficient offense in the NFL. Mm -hmm. They are the best defense in the NFL. It also helps when Mike McCarthy can actually run his own game and actually let Mike McCarthy run the offense kind of in a way because McCar- no no Mike McCarthy is not running the offense I think that has been taken Mike McCarthy is a guy who likes to run the football down your throat like it's 1980 okay that's how he's been playing with this Dallas team for years well, and now he finally against- let Dak throw he's let Dak throw he's let Dak run guess what 
if you let the quarterback that you signed for millions and millions of dollars do the things that you signed him for millions of millions of dollars to do, you can win. By the way, Dak Prescott has now taken the mantle as one of the top five quarterbacks in the league again. He's thrown for four for 4,516 yards this year. 36 touchdowns to nine picks. Is that incredible? Dak has been playing on another level. C.D. Lamb has been playing on another level. Brain Cooks, who you thought was going to compete with C.D. Lamb for touches, really didn't. It's all Lamb. It is all C.D. Lamb. But if Lamb happened to go down, guess what? Cooks is able to, because you saw him come on in the second half of the year. You got like, enough It's like Dallas had to remind you, hey, we have this guy, too. <laughs> You have enough playmakers for Dallas to make up for the lack of injury for any injuries that happen. Hell, you have Tony Pollard who can run the football if you need him to. Pollard can give you some runs, can catch. And Pollard could give you. And Pollard also gives you receptions out of the backfield. Let's not forget Dallas's very talented offensive line. Dallas's number one defense. Chandler, you're not going to be able to stop Micah Parsons. Good luck. Good luck when Micah Parsons gets free. So. Exactly how is Dallas going to lose to Green Bay? They're I'm not facing it off of past demons. You know, it's every year when Dallas is in the playoffs, they, they always have that moment. I'm going to make a bold prediction, and I hate saying this. Okay. Makes me sick. Makes you sick, huh? Dallas is going to win the Super Bowl this year. You're that sure about it, huh? You're that confident. That Dallas has got all the pieces to win. San Francisco does not look as invincible as they once did. They had they the last game of the year they started Sam Darnold. They didn't even throw Purdy. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, you know, second half of the year, San Francisco. And remember, they went on that horrid three game losing streak. Yeah, but then they all then they got out of it and then they only lost one game after that. Pretty much. Only lost two games after all altogether after that after that. So Dallas and San Francisco's seasons have taken very similar turns. Yeah. Be Dallas funny. has the better quarterback. San Francisco has the better running back. I think their wide receiver cores are tied. I think Dallas's defense is better than San Francisco's. I think Dallas's special teams is better than San Francisco's. By all accounts, Dallas is the better team. Well, I'd like to see that when they face one another come the playoffs, if that matchup does happen, to see Dallas-San Fran. Because here's going to be the fun thing. Imagine Matthew Stafford versus Dak Prescott in the second round, because I think that's what you're getting. In fact, why don't we dive into each of these playoff games now that we've kind of set the stage here and uh, we're going to have some, you know, these, these games, some of these games are toss-ups for me, to be very frank. A lot them. of them are toss-ups. Um, there's two not toss-ups. Let's go straight to those. Bill Steelers, I think we all know where that's going. Steelers-Buffalo, okay. Buffalo oh. is going to win this game. Jason I think Rudolph we all know has that. quietly been been playing incredibly well ever since Pickett's injury, and, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Mason Rudolph sitting for all those years and going through some of the crap that he did. Maybe finally woke him up how I have to be a proper quarterback. Buffalo woke up. You want to talk about waking up. That's Buffalo. Josh Allen's been back to turning over the football the last couple of weeks. 
Stephon Diggs has been struggling to get 100 receiving yards for the past 10 weeks. But James Cook. James Cook, yeah. He's good running back, solid. And yeah. the stuff out of the backfield to James Cook. Okay. And Dalvin Kincaid has come on. Dalton Kincaid's been very good. I agree. He's been very solid. Dalton Kincaid has been more than solid. Kate Dalton Davis Kincaid is an upgraded Dawson Knox. So Stefan Diggs doesn't have to be Superman anymore in this offense. Does Josh Allen turn the ball over? Yes. Has he always turned the ball over? Yes. That's Josh Allen. And this is what Josh Allen is the modern day Brett Favre. He's going to throw a thousand interceptions and a thousand touchdowns. The only difference is Josh Allen could run the ball better than most quarterbacks in the league. Still, I wouldn't. I still, in my opinion, you cannot laugh off the Steelers. You know how the Steelers always seem to find a way to not only get in the playoffs, they find a way to steal games. That's why they're called the Steelers. They find ways to steal games from their opposition. They're not stealing a game from Buffalo in Buffalo. Josh Allen has thrown 18 picks this year. 29 touchdowns to 18 picks for 4,306 yards. How many touchdowns did he rush for and how many yards did he rush this season? Remember, that's a stat we got to check with that guy. That is very true. Okay. If we look at Josh Allen's full numbers, rushing the football, if it's Okay. If we all together, I'm trying to uh, get all these numbers kind of tallied up here and we can get a full, uh, a full accurate number, but yeah, about 524 rushing yards this year, a little lower, a bit of a drop off from years past. When you look at it, maybe a little bit of a down, a downturn, but you know what? It's not bad, but you know, Josh Allen really had to learn how to phase back running the ball because you know, he's. Yeah. But this is the postseason now. Yeah. This is the post season now. That's right. That's right. At some so, point, you, you, at some point, you got to let Allen run. This is the time to let Allen run. So, I guarantee you, you're going to see a lot more design quarterback runs. You're going to see this team look a little different than usual. Yep. And I believe Buffalo is going to be Buffalo. I don't know if they could shake their postseason demons. I mean... And a big problem for Buffalo. Look, we've seen it over the past few years. Josh Allen has struggled to win the big game. He has. He struggled. This isn't the big game. This is wild card. Round. I know it's one game. I know it's a wild card game, but you know, the Steelers don't take... Against the team that limped into the postseason. The Steelers actually uh, really started winning, getting in on a bit of a hot streak to go into the playoffs. The Steelers, anyway, did. Ever since they got rid of Matt Canada, ever since they got rid of, you know, ever since, you know, it took them a few weeks after getting rid of Matt Canada for things to change. And then Pickett got injured. They were using Trubisky for a few weeks. And then finally clicked in their head, let's use Mason Rudolph. And boy, the difference with Mason Rudolph at the helm's night and day. Pickens finally started getting the ball thrown to him, which he was not getting the ball thrown to him at all with, with Pickett. Finally, the running game started to pick it up. Jalen Warren and, and Najee Harris finally started to start running the football like they're supposed to. And then, of course, the rest of the receiving course kind of started to follow suit. Deontay Johnson, Fryermuth, the defense started to pick it up uh, to a degree. The Pittsburgh Steelers find ways to win playoff games, John. They've done it for years. They're a winning culture. They've been a winning culture. Since the Bradshaw, are you actually Bowl picking game. the Steelers to win this game? I'm because... not picking them to win this game, but I would not. Okay, thank, thank, thank you, thank you. Buffalo's winning this thirty-one Buffalo to ten. I think we know. Buffalo, you should win this game for Buffalo. Thirty-one to ten. 
This is not even going to be a contest. I think it'll be about a two-possession game for me. I'm going to say two possessions with this one. Okay. Maybe on the border of three. I'm going to say 31-21. All right, fine. Packers, Cowboys. Cowboys beat the Packers 41-17. Cowboys Dallas is going to score all over that Green Bay defense. That Green Bay defense is not that good. Well, if, if Green Green Bay's defense is okay, if if – yeah, if Jordan Love is going to be in a in a gunslinging contest with Dak Prescott, he's not winning. Jordan well, Love that's what you have to do. You have to go to Dallas and beat Dak Prescott in that big, gigantic stadium. We've seen Green in Bay warm though, weather. Uh, we've seen Green Bay though uh, shock the world at times too. Look what happened against. Uh, well, they lost the San. Well, the San Fran game was one such game they lost. Let's not forget that one in Lambeau. That was. Uh, that was a rough one if in the history of the Packers right there. But the Packers have found something for the last few weeks. I'm not saying Jordan Love is going to – is Jordan Love going to blossom on the big playoff stage? It's his first playoff game. Yes. If this is a close game, Green Bay could make this interesting. But otherwise, yeah, Dallas should – No, win. Dallas is going to annihilate them. win this game. Here's going – yeah, like – well, what do you – Wait, you score, okay, it? score. All right. I'm going to say a blowout, 48 48- – 23. 48-23 Dallas wins this game. Okay, I think that's fair. That's fair. Let's go to the biggest toss-up there is in wild card round. Two teams that really disappointed this season, Kansas City and Miami. Both teams have been very disappointing. Kansas City's defense is damn good. Yeah, well, Steve Spagnuolo is the one reason why the Chiefs got to where they are their defense had to steal games for them this year Patrick Mahomes just without you see without Tyreek Hill just how bad the Chiefs offense is have you noticed the difference once Tyreek Hill left Patrick Mahomes and how different and also when Eric Bieniemy left how different this entire Chiefs football team is have you noticed it yep it's it's night and day Patrick Mahomes looks like a normal quarterback now does sometimes yeah He's only thrown, he only threw 27 touchdowns this year to 14 picks. That's not Patrick Mahomes' numbers, not even close. Not at all. Mahomes only threw for, no, Mahomes threw for 4,183 yards. Yeah, that's okay. Baker Mayfield had better numbers than Patrick Mahomes. Pat, the, the, the Chiefs led the league this year in drop passes. Dropped passes. That's not a typical. So they can't team. blame it all on him, but here's the deal. Travis Kelsey. If you sign have... the most expensive contract in NFL history, you're supposed to overcome things like this. You, yeah. I mean, and they you never know. I mean, Kansas City in the postseason, as long as they're in the mix, you can't count them out. And I don't think they Andy lose Reed. to Miami, but Andy Reid, you can't count them out. Absolutely not. But these are two underwhelming teams. If it's a low-scoring affair, I pick the Chiefs, and I think it will be a low-scoring affair. I think uh, everybody has finally figured out Mike McDaniel's offense, where he most might not even play. Uh, Tua has not looked as good if Mostert is not on the field. Devon Achan doesn't run as well. That offense... Waddle. We found out really revolves around Raheem Mostert and Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle might not play. That's a big. That's big if you have him not playing. That's huge. And we've seen. And look, I've said this all year with Miami. Who? What winning team have they beaten this year? What winning team did they beat this year? 
If we can name one off the bat, did they beat a, a a top dog, someone that, hey, this team doesn't stand, you know, Miami's going to slaughter them. You, did Miami beat a real team this year? They beat garbage teams. Well, let's check. Let, let, let's go yeah, all the schedule. way, yeah. right? You lost let's both teams to Buffalo. Go. Let's start with that. You lost both meetings to Buffalo. You got – you lost to Philly. Yeah, you beat New England. Whoop de doo. You you barely beat New England. Let's be very fair with that. Remember, uh, the Dolphins did have that seventy to twenty trouncing of the Broncos. Yeah. Do we count well, that? No, the winning team. They were the, uh, the Broncos were trash. They weren't trash all season. They could have made the postseason. Well, Sean Payton has a set of problems on his hands. You got blown Russell out by Baltimore. Wilson. You got blown out before the New Year's holiday by Baltimore. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking. I can run down this whole schedule and just tell you. Eagles beat them. Oh, the Chiefs already beat them this year, 21 to 14. Oh, kind of funny how that's around a similar score. I think 17 to 14, Kansas City. They barely got Dolphins barely beat the Raiders. They annihilated the Jets, annihilated the Commanders. The Tennessee Titans beat them. Yeah. This year. Vegas. Just saying. Yeah. They beat that. They. Dallas. Dallas was your only big win. That's your big win right there was Dallas. That's it. And you barely. And the week after Dallas. that, you got beat 56 to 19 by by Baltimore. Yeah, 56. That Miami defense gave up 56 points to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. If Lamar Jackson doesn't win MVP, it's rigged. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, there's Miami's problem right there. That's the big problem. When you but, face a big boy team in the play, and now we're in the playoffs where you're facing big boy teams, can you win the big one against them? Can you beat Patrick Mahomes? You know it's in Kansas City. You know this is advantage. This is advantage Mahomes. And in, in, this is a game. Unless Kansas City shows me something like really spectacular, I don't see them as a leading contender to go to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. It's just too much talent there this year. However, I do see them beating Miami. I see them beating Miami in a low-scoring game. If Raheem Mostert isn't anywhere close to 100%, Miami's offense is not as potent, and that's just it. It's done. And then Tua's going to, which means Tua is going to get his brains turned into paste by Kansas City's defensive line. Oh, you don't think Kansas City's not licking their chops waiting to get their hands on Tua? Oh, yeah, that's exactly not what waiting to get their hands on Tua. And you know yeah. Steve Spagnola and what kind of defense he coaches. He's been with the Giants. What does Spagnola love to do as a defensive coordinator? Blitz. And by the way, and by the way, it is uh, January 9th as we record this. Right. They just got the Miami defense just got fifty six points put up on them about twelve days ago. Yes. Advantage Kansas City. I think Kansas City wins that game. Like I said, seventeen fourteen. For those curious, by the way, the Miami Kansas City game will be streamed on Peacock, so it will not be on CBS. It will not be on Fox. Nope. It will be a Saturday evening game on Peacock because it's that underwhelming a game. Two football teams that are just, quite frankly, not up to expectations amongst the NFL viewing crowd. Here's a game that is up to expectations. Browns-Texans. I'm going to like this. You know what? This is a dark horse game for me. This is the most fun game on the the docket, in my opinion. You have the grizzled old vet 
against the kid. Flacco versus C.J. Stroud. You've watched, and... we've heard about Stroud. We've heard all of the rumblings about how great a football team this Texans team could be. And I like Stroud. I like this kid. He plays the game the right way. He has a great group around him and he has a great culture around him. And tell you what, the Texans could be a team that could surprise a lot of people. Honestly, I think they have an offense that could hang with, with a top with a top team if they were to draw one. You think we could have a battle of Texas for a Super Bowl? Wouldn't that no. be funny? No. I no? do not believe so. You don't think we couldn't have a Texans Cowboys showdown? I don't think so at all. No. Right. Let me explain. Please. Go ahead. I looked through the Browns season and I looked through the Texans season. Yes. Let's see where we uh go from here, as let's they be, say. Let's be fair for a few weeks, Stroud was injured, uh, the Jets put Stroud on the shelf for about three weeks with a concussion. But he came back. True. Came back. The Texans have lost to teams like Atlanta. They lost to the Panthers. They lost. They almost lost to the Bucks. Almost lost to the Bengals. The Jaguars beat them. Yep. Mind you, though, a couple of these losses you bring up, like the Panthers, etc., you know, they have those happened by the way before the Jets game. Yeah, they those games though they were still kind of one figuring out who they kind of were as a team at that point. And also, you lost those games on last second field goals. It wasn't like Stroud made a terrible turnover and 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 screwed the Texans out of the victory. It just happened that you know what they had the ball for the last drive. They marched down the field, kicked the field goal, and that was the, game. the Browns have beaten better teams than the Texans have beaten. Well, you know, I just want to say this straight away: Texans play Browns have beaten division. the. the their division mm -hmm. stinks. The, the AFC South is... By the way, the Browns beat the Texans already this year on December 24th. Hmm. Right. Days right. the, Mr. Flacco, yeah. Flacco got involved, right? But was uh, Stroud even playing in that game? You were playing, what, Davis Mills? That was your quarterback, I believe, that played at that point. Was, uh, Stroud was out injured with a concussion during that. That is true. That, so Stroud was not there when you played. So you didn't face the Texans with a healthy Stroud. Now you're going to get a healthy Stroud. And Stroud is going to get a healthy dose of Miles Garrett. I thought he got a full taste of when a defense comes rushing at him when Quinn and Williams put him on his head. Well, um, that might that just might happen again. The Browns are probably one of the most complete teams in the AFC, other than Baltimore. Complete teams? Okay, hold on. Not, no. If they had Watson healthy, if they had Chubb healthy, if they had why 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 does Watson healthy matter? Well, when Watson was Watson's healthy, right. he was ineffective. Joe Flacco has been a godsend to that. When Deshaun Watson is right, he's you saw what he how he could be when he's right. Um, that's been that uh, we're, at we're at what Texas two days. years removed from that. At least back with his Texans days, you knew how good Deshaun Watson. And was. how many years ago was that? couple of years ago yeah it's been a few so years. yeah though maybe those good years are finally behind him okay fine maybe those years are behind him all i'm saying is this if i'm houston i am 
relying on Devin Singletary to take up pounding at the defensive line because you need to run play action to keep Miles Garrett off of C.J. Stroud. Oh, he's a former Buffalo Bill with Singletary, so he knows a thing or two about playing in, well, in this case, the game is going to be in uh, in Houston, so this is going to be in, it's going to be at Houston, Texas. So in order to slow down the Browns defensive line, you need a running game that can at least maybe pick up a couple of yards of carry. You have yeah. to have something there for the Cleveland defense to think about. The playmaker Because even if Stroud runs the ball, it's still Stroud. You need Singletary to run the ball well. I don't think he will. Stroud doesn't have to run the ball a lot. He doesn't really run the ball that much. He'll run it if he has to, but Stroud is more of a guy that can take the ball in the pocket, find his guy, and... I don't think Devin Singletary is good enough for you to run play action off of, and that's the only way you're going to keep the Browns' defensive line from knocking Stroud down every other play. You got Nico Collins. You have Dalton Schultz. And no tank... Dell. Yeah, the Tank Dell injury, unfortunately, is that's the killer. If you had Tank Dell, I might give Houston a chance. They don't. The Browns, aside from their quarterback situation, are no no Chubb and no Chubb. The running back situation's a little. Do we? Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt are. That's not bad. You could survive with that. But the Browns have barely been running the football with even the even with these two playing. They've been mainly. Throwing the ball down the field. So Amari Cooper, uh, Najoku, that's who Flacco's giving the football to. That's who you're seeing get the football. Maybe Elijah Moore sprinkled in there a little bit. You know what, though? I think you're going to see Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt be unleashed in this game. They were lucky that Flacco was able to gun the ball down the field, but you can't rely on that. Houston's secondary is not bad. Texans D is you have Stingley's very good. You have Anderson on the front end of that defensive line, but in reality, yeah, Houston's defense is is still not great yet. Their defense is gonna is still a little porous. This team, this game is gonna go to the team who could run the ball the best. All right, I would take Cleveland's running backs over Houston's any day. Damian Pierce is garbage, and when Devil Devin Singletary is your number one running back, you're in trouble. You got a running back by committee in Cleveland. Between Jerome Ford, who could catch passes and do some things in the passing game in between the 20s, and Kareem Hunt as your goal line back. Hunt also has uh, multiple touchdowns this season. You have Amari Cooper, a deep threat down the field. That's absolutely correct. And Njoku, who's having a great season this year at tight end. They could run. They could pass. They can defend. They can rush the passer. Only thing I worry about on the Browns is the second level, but you if know it doesn't necessarily I, matter about the second level if you can't run the ball and the defensive line could just key in on sacking the quarterback. Kind of makes up for a weaker secondary. And also, no Tank Dell running all the way down the field to stretch the secondary down. Sorry, I, I think there's... I think the Browns are going to do things in this postseason. I think they will make some noise, and I think it starts by beating the Texans. It's going to be a close game. 
I don't think Flacco is going to look as good as he did in the regular year. It's postseason time. You're playing better competition now. Yeah, it's 21-17 Cleveland. I think this is going to be more of a defensive game than people think. All right. Well, I think it's still going to be – I think you're going to see a little more points. I'm raising it just a smidge with points. Very, very little. I think it will come down to a field goal to win this game. I think it's going to come down to a game-winning field goal. By the way, the Browns uh, don't have Dustin Hopkins, their kicker. He's hurt, so he will not play in this game. So, I'm telling you, I think it could come down to a field goal by the end of this. I think the Browns will win this game. I'm going to say Browns win this 28-25. So, be a so far, game. we've been in agreement. Here's one where I'm pretty sure we're not going to be. All right, let's see what we got here. Rams-Lions. Mm. Yeah, this, this, this is the toss-up game for me. Goff versus Stafford. The trade that happened a couple years ago, both teams decided to flip-flop. Goff was not working. He his 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 play just did not benefit the Rams system. It's unfortunate. You know, it kind of really is unfortunate when you think about it. Even though he took the Rams to a Super Bowl, he did. But he ended up getting exposed against Bill Belichick's Patriots and lost 13 to 3. Yep. So, now, I've forgotten that. I, I have not. And here's how I look at this game. You ready? Yep. Both teams have great offenses. Yes. Both teams have terrible defenses. Um, The Rams, I think, still have a little bit of an edge on the defensive side. You know, Aaron Donald. Exactly. And there's where the game is decided. You see, this is going to be... A shootout. Well, not really a shootout. I don't know what you call two running backs against the quarterback. Look, both sides. No. Both sides. All are... I know is, all I know is, this is going to be a high-scoring oh, game. Oh, it definitely will be. No doubt about it. And if it's a high-scoring game, let me take a look at the type of scenario or offense that I trust to score more points. Amon Ross St. Brown is a great number one. Who else does Goff have to throw it to now that Laporte is out? Big one. You have Josh Reynolds. He's okay. You know. Your offense is basically is basically run through the two running backs and Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. If those two are not clicking, the Lions aren't clicking. Unfortunately for those two backs, the best player that the Rams have is Aaron Donald, who is still a top elite level defender. And what does he do better than almost anyone in the oh, NFL? He gets to the quarterback very quick. He he breaks through a defense. He he, he stuffs the run. He does he stuffs the run too? He'll he'll read and eat out screens. He'll catch Jameer Gibbs in open space. The one back that I think could do some damage to that defense is Montgomery. But unfortunately, the Lions don't run the ball with Montgomery enough for him to be as effective as he would need to be to slow down this Rams offense. I think you're going to have to see Montgomery get the bulk of the carries in the beginning of the game, and then Gibbs can dissect it. Once the defense of the Rams has been weakened enough, and trust me, Montgomery known for his bull-type mentality of a running back, he will tire out the opposing defense. 
Once he does that, then you give Gibbs the open space that he needs, and he can just dart right through a little gap. Unfortunately, the game is not going to be close enough for the Lions to do that. Um, I don't know about that one. I trust Puka Nakua, Kyron Williams, and Matthew Stafford more than I trust Jared Goff and the Detroit Lion defense. You mentioned Cooper Cup's name. You didn't even mention Cooper Cup in this conversation. You're right. I didn't mention Cooper Cup because Cooper Cup hasn't done much worth mentioning. Well, this year his numbers have definitely been down. He had an injury also. Let's not forget he was hurt half the year as well. He got hurt for, for a piece of the season. All I know is Puka Nakua has looked just as good as any other wide receiver in the league. I believe he has well. better numbers than Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah. Back you, he set the rookie record this year, did Puka Nakua, for most receiving yards by a rookie in history. So congrats to Puka Nakua on that number. And... This just shows you that the NFL combine doesn't necessarily measure how good a player someone is. Because according to his combine scores, Puka Nakua should have been a bench warmer. Instead, he is now the number one receiver. And I think the discovery of a receiver that could actually put Cooper Cup as your number two. Mm Mm-hmm has been what's propelled the Rams. Puka Nakua has propelled them to greatness. Kyron Williams gave them the running game they haven't had in years. After Cam Akers couldn't cut the mustard, absolutely. Kyron Williams has been the man. What a beast. When you look at Nakua's numbers, 105 receptions for 1,486 yards. Amazingly, I can't believe he only has six touchdowns this year. I find that a little shocking. And to think this man was a fifth-round draft pick, 177 in the draft this year. Hiram Williams got a lot of their touchdowns. And that's the key. The Rams can run the ball down your throat, too. Yep. And And they're very battle-tested already. The last three, four weeks, they've had to win must-win games, basically for going into just to make it into the playoffs. And Detroit limped their way. I mean, they knew they won the North a long time ago. Dan Campbell did some things also that were that kind of made me scratch my head a little bit. Okay, I will not lie about that. He The coaching is better in L.A. This. The quarterback play is better. I think the Rams' defense is better. I think Kyron Williams can run the ball very effectively, especially when he has a lead, which he will have a lead. I think Detroit's going to be playing this game from behind most of the game. And unlike the Chicago Bears or other teams of that nature, you're not going to be able to you're not going to be able to pull a comeback in the fourth quarter using running backs. Iron Williams put together 1144 yards rushing this year and 12 rushing touchdowns. And how many games was he in, hurt for? At least what? Remember, four he, or five. He did this in. He played. He did all this in twelve games. In a total of twelve games, he started eleven of those twelve games, and he put up these numbers. Last year, he played ten games and barely put up hundred and forty yards rushing altogether. Last year, and had no touchdowns last year. That's because they never gave him the keys to the car. 
once they, they had didn't. no choice, they discovered a guy that was almost indestructible. And you he, could just run him and run him and run him and run him and yeah. run him. He's your definition of a bell cow running back. So and you know what? he was in the exact, almost in the exact same position of draft that Puka Nakua was fifth round, 164th pick in the draft. In and this shows you what a good front office does, what a good scouting team does. Detroit's organizational prowess has not been as good as LA's. Um, everybody thought that the Rams, listen, everybody thought that the Rams were going to be one of the three worst teams in the NFL. They've proven everyone wrong. Matthew Stafford has proven everyone wrong. And I think here's going to be your upset. Stafford was off to a very slow start to begin the season. Let's not forget that. This team got better as the season went on. And then, of course, Cup coming back really kind of helped things. And it helped further, I think, further elevate Puka Nakua. Because at the time, nobody knew who Puka Nakua really was. They were like, who is this guy? Nobody had heard of him. Nobody knew how good he was. And here's the thing. Now they know, and it still doesn't matter. Detroit's defense is no good. They're especially no good against the pass. So... If you're no good against the pass, you got a guy like Matthew Stafford slinging footballs. And by the way, Matthew Stafford knows a little something about playing in Detroit. Yes, he does. Just a little bit of something. You know, not much. You know, not much experience, I guess. It's going to be a homecoming for him. He finally gets to play in a playoff game against the very team that let him go. He gets to finally play in a playoff game in Detroit. First time the Lions have ever hosted a playoff game. Yep. Entire history. I feel like this is going to be a game to remember, ladies and gents. And you know what? I I, okay. I'm going to go out. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going. This is the one time I think we're going to have our disagreement, just as we talked about. I know this is going to sound nuts, but you know how loud Detroit's going to be. You know how long Ford Field has been waiting for their Lions to represent them in a playoff game and to be the home team. I feel like this is a game the Lions cannot pass an opportunity like this up. Don't be surprised if Jared Goff finds a way with added motivation to beat Sean McVay and the Rams Sunday. I will not be shocked if the Rams find a way to to fall in this game and the Lions beat them. I will not be shocked at all. I wouldn't be either, but if there was a team in my opinion, that was able to pick off the Lions in this playoffs, it would be the Rams. And that's partly why I think the Cowboys will make the Super Bowl. The Lions are the one team that I think would give Dallas trouble. I don't think the Eagles are the Eagles anymore. For some reason, I feel the 49ers are flawed. And they'll get exposed in the postseason some way, somehow. Kyle Shanahan, that's why they're flawed. It's Kyle Shanahan. So their greatest weapon is their greatest weakness, huh? Look at what's happened in the past when Kyle Shanahan gets the 49ers to the playoffs. What happens to them? They get injured and they lose because they lose some of their best players. Last year it was the quarterbacks. They ran, they've run Christian McCaffrey at times into the ground. Oh, yeah, and he ended the, the season hurt. hurt. And the minute he gets hurt, he's out of the game. He doesn't try to come back and, and, and try to tough out an injury. The minute he's hurt, he's out of the game. Oh, no, he had better be because uh, McCaffrey. if Christian McCaffrey's not there, your entire offense is yeah, 
Debo I'll Samuel, how many injury, how many, how many lickings has he taken trying to be the to be the backup running back in a sense? I mean, yeah, yeah Debo and then Brandon Ayuk and George uh, Kittle. Some you don't hear George Kittle's name mentioned at all. Because nobody throws the ball to him anymore, I know. which is a mistake. I ought to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He screwed your fantasy oh, season. Oh my god, he screwed both my fantasies at times, did Kittle. I love Kittle. I think he's a great guy. Very solid tight end. Very underused, in my opinion. Solid. He's one of the best in the league if you threw it to him. Well, it's like David Njoku was one of the best in the league if you I still threw think, it to him. I still think Hawkinson and Kelsey are a little better. Hawkinson and Kelsey still uh, are a little I do, too. Well, how do we know about Kelsey right now? Yeah, well, when Kelsey's right, nobody can defend Kelsey when he's right. It's not about when he's right. Here's the thing. When the system is right, he we are now away from Eric Bieniemy's system, and we're finding out that we have a drop off in playing Patrick in Nagy's Mahomes. system. You're playing in Matt Nagy's system. Enough oh God. said. Oh yeah, God. you're playing in Matt Nagy's system. A system of failure. Do I need to say more? Better a than system that? of failure, but. So why'd you hire him? I don't know. Why did you Here's hire him? Why, why are you asking me? I didn't hire him. I know, I know. But why would you You decide to let the enemy go, but you bring in Matt Nagy? Well, the enemy decided he wanted to I know. The enemy wanted a coach. That's fair. I understand that. The enemy, yeah, he wanted to actually coach a team. What the enemy did was he said, okay, let me take myself to the worst roster in the NFL and make them play semi-competent offense. Yeah. Well, and he did that. The commanders did. Now they fired Ron Rivera. So maybe now Biennemi can coach this team himself, right? Perhaps. I could see that happening. All mm, right. Yeah, maybe. But let's get back to this. Uh, yeah. I think the Rams win. It's okay. going to be a shootout. All right. How high are we going? 42-38 Rams. I'm going to say the Lions. This is going to be fun. I'm going to say the Lions find a way. I. I just feel Jared Goff wants to get back. This is a game for Jared Goff to get back against the very team that let him go because obviously Sean McVay felt Goff wasn't good enough for his system. And that's probably gawing at Goff. That's been gawing at Goff for years. Losing that Super Bowl a few years ago is gawing at him, right? He wants a chance at revenge. He wants doesn't help to help that Todd Gurley was no good and Cam Akers didn't pan out and, you know. Goff has got Goff had not had a running back now that he didn't have. I don't. Did he have a great team around him in in with the Rams? He had a good team, but he didn't have a great team around him like he in a way does now. Now he here's the difference. Goff needed Goff needs a great team around him to be successful. Matthew Stafford could take scraps and turn them into gold. He took the Lions, who were scrap. And he did make him up a relevant team for for a number of years. Yeah, he didn't get them as deep as he would have liked. And, you know, yeah, he had Calvin Johnson, but that was it. All you had was Megatron. And who was your who was your playmaking around him? You didn't have playmaking exactly. around him. You had nobody. And yet Stafford still put up numbers. Stafford still was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. One of the most underrated, but if you take a look at his draft class, Matthew Stafford's the best out of the bunch. He's the one that's still playing to this day. Oh, Matt Ryan is gone, retired. Joe Flacco, well, 
he came out what? Didn't he come out roughly around the same year Flacco did? Kind of roughly yeah, around but the same I, time. Well, obviously, who had the better career? But yeah, no, it, it, Stafford's got well, both both him and Flacco have won a Super Bowl each. Both of them got a ring. So well, here's the deal. Um, I don't know if the Rams win a ring, but I'm pretty sure they win this game. Uh, if I'm going running backs versus quarterback, I got to pick the quarterback every time. Also, uh, Matthew Stafford has much better weapons to throw it to than Jared Goff does. Fair point. That's fair. It's definitely fair. But I think I'm telling you, I think the Lions are going to be motivated to want to win this game. And, you know, their fan base has waited a long time in Ford Field to see their team host a playoff game. So what's your score? Yeah. Okay. This is going to be a high 40s game. 48, 44 Lions defeat L.A. I just don't see how you outgoing. I think that's going to happen. Stafford. Because I both, see it. I think you can. I think Stafford is going to make one big interception in this game, and it's going to cost L.A. And here's the last game, Bucks, Bucks Eagles. Eagles. Now, I've said I think the Bucks are going to beat the Eagles. We've, We've never said had a Monday Eagles night playoff game. I can't remember the time we ever had a Monday night playoff game. I don't remember every time that this has happened before. Well, the NFL likes to, uh, you know, inundate you with games. Now there's the Monday game, the Thursday game. We've introduced the Saturday game, the Sunday game. Soon the NFL is going to have a game every day somehow. Well, we've had Thursday. We just need Tuesday and Wednesday games. We've had a football game for every day of the week except Tuesday and Wednesday. Isn't that hilarious? Yep, it is. They've lo- they've elongated the season again. We're we haven't seen. We haven't seen any of what we're seeing nowadays in the modern NFL. We're just three years into the new schedule, the new way of doing things. I think 18 weeks instead of 16, 17. Yep. I think that one extra game playing 17 games in a regular season. And you still have players complaining about why do we play Thursday night games after we just came off a Sunday game and then we have to turn it around when we're still not fully recovered. Why the NFL still plays Thursday night games, uh, I will never know. But well, they're gonna they're gonna figure out how to play Wednesday night games. Oh, I'm sure they will. Oh, I'm sure they will. Just wait for that. That's coming. coming. If they they love the Thursday night games, I'll wait for the Wednesday night ones. All right. Um, we got to look at this game in front of us here. We do, and I'm telling you, I, I said it before. I say it again. I don't think the Eagles. The Eagles just look broken to me. I've said they look broken from the beginning of this. They look like a team that they don't know who they are anymore. And every time anybody told me how good Philly was, I kept repeating one thing. They lost to the Jets. And they're going to lose to Baker Mayfield, too. Well, their defense has also been crap. Their defense has been shit. Their defense lost 12 starters Thank you. from the Super Bowl. And it shows right now when you watch them play. It shows. Their corners are hurt. Their middle defense is hurt. Their secondary is hurt. And when you can throw the ball on their secondary at will, that spells trouble. And Baker Mayfield is just the quarterback to do that. I'm Baker Mayfield has numbers equal to some of the Best quarterbacks in the league this year. Right. Storm for over 4,000 yards, only 10 picks. 
Yep. And that Eagles secondary is one of, if not the worst in football. I'm still curious to know what Baker Mayfield are we going to see in a playoff game? We Yeah, the numbers you mentioned are great in the regular season, but playoff game when it counts. You see, here's the thing. Everybody has dissed on Baker Mayfield ever since uh, the Browns decided that he was Because he was, was never consistent. Because he was never consistent as a quarterback. He would play one great game, then he'd play a, a shit next game. We'd throw a couple of interceptions, and then the whole game is over before you could blink. Everybody thinks Tampa is going to just be fodder, and they're not. Uh, I want everybody to look at some of these wins that Tampa has had, okay? We have, I they, Lions beat them, Falcons beat them, Bills beat them, but they kept it close. Buccaneers lost to the Texans, but they kept it real close. In fact, they gunned it out with them, 39-37. Bucks beat the Titans, Bucks lose to the 49ers. Bucks lose to the Colts, they beat the Panthers, beat the Falcons, they beat the Packers, and they beat the Packers in pretty convincing fashion. They were one of the final nails in the coffin of Jacksonville. They yeah. did lose to the Saints, but then they beat the Panthers. Yeah, and... Nine nothing. You you're lucky you beat them nine nothing. Honestly, there were a couple of tides in that game where everything could have turned, and maybe you would have been looking. Baker at Mayfield over- scored a lot of points against the Texans secondary that was pretty good this year. And then you, and but yeah, you got outlasted by Stroud. That was a game where you know you thought maybe, oh man, remember they had that four game losing streak from October 15th till November 5th. That was their, and then they had another couple game losing streak right after that where they got clobbered by San Fran and they were edged out by Indy. And yes, then you had a couple of very easy, beatable games. You beat a garbage Carolina team, which, you know, honestly, Carolina's just been awful all year. You barely squeaked by Atlanta. Let's be very fair with that. You're very lucky because uh, Atlanta didn't know how to use any of their playmakers at all this year. No. That's Arthur Smith got fired. Yeah, but they beat a they beat a game Packers team. They did. They did. 30 by 14. Then they got a big win against Jacksonville that oh, yeah. helped knock them out the playoffs. Water Trevor Lawrence. That they year. lost to the Saints, yes, but you know, they, they won the game. The Bucs won the games they had to win to win the division, and I honestly thought the Bucs were the best team in a very flawed division. Here's the thing. The Eagles are a very beat-up and flawed team right now, and Tampa has, I'd say, maybe one of the top five wide receiver cores in the NFL if you're considering the top two receivers. You give the ball to Godwin and Evans? Yes. They're, they're quite dangerous. Rashad White can run the ball down the field for you. And he can catch, too. Yes, he can. So you, you definitely have some a lot of playmaking advantage there. And, yes, you're going to be playing at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. So that's going to be a big advantage for Bucks Nation. And I can assure you, even though Nick Sirianni says A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith are going to play, what Devontae Smith are you getting? What A.J. Brown are you getting? And then, of course, Jalen Hurts now has a finger, has an injury to his finger. So what Jalen Hurts are you getting? And what Philadelphia defense are you getting? Exactly. There's too many questions that I think the Bucks have answers to. 21-17 Tampa. Um, what was your score again? I'm sorry. I, I talked 21-17 Tampa. 117 Tampa. All right. I would not be really, you know, not saying the Bucks. 
don't have the advantage here, but Philly's Philly. You know, we we've it seems like we bash Philly a lot, and then sometimes they just find that game. They they just find themselves out of nowhere. I would you know I wouldn't be surprised if Philly can go on a little bit of a slugfest here, even with an injured team. We've seen Hertz bounce back. My big question though with Hertz, and this is something that he's been doing a little lately. He's been turning over the ball lately. Brian Johnson's system has basically shown that these Eagles are a gunslinging team. You're not going to see Hertz run the ball very much with his running backs. It's going to be either Hertz throwing the ball or Hertz is going to run the ball. And a majority of that time, that will lead to turnovers. If the Eagles fall behind by about two possessions early in this game, it's over. I'd say Tampa Bay is going to win this by about a three-possession score. 28-10, Tampa Bay wins this game, in my opinion. Wow. Yeah, I know I'm going a little – I know I, I, that was a little bit of a curveball there. You thought I was going to go Philly in this one, didn't you? You thought I was going to go Philly, and it, it certainly sounded like I was going to go Philly. A lot of people would go Philly. but Normally, yes. I think we pretty much broke it down, though. We, Baker yeah. Mayfield is better than people think. Tampa's wideouts are better than people think. Rashad White is better than people think. Their defense is better than people think. Do I think Tampa has a chance to do anything else? No. no. However, can they pick off an Eagles team that beat them 25 to 11? Oh, yeah. You don't think that that game's not been uh, uh, circled on their schedule, that loss to Philly? You don't think that's not been on Tampa Bay's schedule? Since they found out they were playing them. Oh, I think Tampa Bay is going to come hungry, wanting to prove people wrong. Want to prove that Philly is. Everybody thinks that Tampa is just going to be an automatic first round exit. I don't think so. This is a team that won a Super Bowl a couple years ago. This is a Todd Bowles coach defense. Don't laugh at this. Don't laugh at them. Baker's got a good enough arm to get it to his number one receiver. Him and Mike Evans have just been magical to watch this season. And if you look, they really haven't used Godwin all that much. Maybe you start to see him get worked in, too. If you could see Godwin get worked in along with Evans, you got a problem. And by the way, unlike other years, Baker is not turnover pro. Todd Bowles has a lot of weapons at his disposal. Look, he had a lot of he had a lot of weapons when he was a defensive coordinator for the Bucks back before when Bruce Arians ran this team. Now Todd Bowles is head coach of this team. I know they didn't quite have the record maybe they would have liked to have. Obviously, back then they had Brady. Of course, Brady was cooking in in, in Arians' system. Fine, but you know what? Todd Bowles has had a, has had many years to learn head coaching from his Jets days, and now here he is with Tampa Bay. Here's the thing. I know Baker basically pretty much throws a pick a game at this point in time. Against the Panthers, first game, no picks. Second game, two picks against the Saints. Third game, did not get picked off against Jacksonville. Threw four touchdowns against the Packers, no picks. 
two touchdowns, no picks against the Falcons. Um, Carolina picked him off, then the Colts picked him off, then the 49ers picked him off, then the Titans picked him off. That That's just weird. Um, and then they go through the Texas and the Bills defenses, respectively, without throwing a pick. Falcons pick him off again. The Lions pick him off. The Saints pick him off. The Eagles picked him off once you know, yeah. in September. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to end the so let's look at Baker's last uh what five games? Yeah. Zero picks against the Falcons, zero picks and four touchdowns against the Packers, zero picks against Jacksonville. I mean, uh the Saints game, he didn't play too well. Mm-hmm. And he didn't play well against the Panthers either, but no picks. The defense held up. That's all you can that's all you needed for them. So yeah, so, he's not turned over the football in those last four. And months. especially in the last five weeks of the season, he hasn't turned important. over the football. Very important. Much. Yeah. You get hot at the right time, you build momentum going into the playoffs, and then you really have you know, then it, it really builds character in a football team. And I think you're gonna see you're gonna see I, I we're gonna see what a lot of these football teams that kind of got on this run late in the season can that carry over into the playoffs? I want to see what some of these teams are made of. And I do want to see some of the teams that limped into the playoffs. How are they going to deal with adversity knowing, hey, we played some pretty bad football the last three, four weeks, and we barely squeaked our way in here. But now you start over with a clean slate. Now you're zero and zero. The one, the two, the one or two teams that you could say that legitimately about are Kansas City and Miami. Yeah. And the Eagles. Eagles. Those teams limped in. Everybody else came in swinging. The Browns came in swinging. The Texans came in swinging. So did the Bills and the Steelers. Remember, the Bills lost to Miami. They were going to be out of the postseason picture. They were going to be out. Well, if everything went the wrong way for Buffalo, yes, they would have been. And it was a good chance that everything could have gone the wrong way for Buffalo. Nope. It was a good chance. Choked. Fortunately for them, Jacksonville choked. Fortunately for them... uh <laughs> You know, Pittsburgh. The big magical scenario that would that it would have took to let Buffalo be the sixth seed or the seventh seed in the AFC, even if they lost to Miami, mm-hmm. it happened. Yeah. So, you know, Buffalo knew they had the game in hand, but they wanted that division. Mm-hmm. They didn't want Miami to. They didn't want Miami to take it from them. So. And the, by the way, the Packers punched into the playoffs. The Cowboys punched into the playoffs. Browns did. Texans did. Rams did. The Lions are a team that's semi-limped in, but, you know, they figured it out at the end of the season. Yeah. Why they played their starters the last game of the season, I'll never figure that out. And you know what? I hope that doesn't come back to bite Dan Campbell. Well, it's the first time the Lions have made the postseason in how many years? You have to go back to when uh... – <laughs> You have to go back to when Stafford was here. The Lions, the last time the Lions even won their division. They were not in the NFC North. They were in the NFC Central the last time they won a division. That's crazy. So that was back in the 1990. That was 30 1993. 1993. So it's been 30 years ago. And the way Dan Campbell coaches, Dan Campbell does not believe in sitting players. He believes in playing every game of the season. And especially with a young team like the Lions, you can't afford to sit them for a week. They've got to go out and they've got to play. Laporta had to play. 
Even though we got hurt, he had to play. By the way, the Lions did have something to play for, technically. Because if Dallas lost that game and Philly won, you might have seen Detroit move up to two. He reminds me a lot, and I said this earlier, he reminds me a lot of a Rex Ryan as Dan Campbell. Maybe I'm wrong in saying that, but he reminds me a lot of Rex Ryan. Kind of like the we're going to smack you in the mouth type of football, and he doesn't care what people think of him. He doesn't care what people think of his players. Well, remember, nobody thought the line like people thought the Lions were going to be good. Nobody really thought the Lions were going to be contenders. The Lions are legit contenders, and if they beat L.A., then my entire idea of what happens in the NFC might change. Well, however, you know, I mean, granted, I think the Cowboys could do just as good a job throwing the ball as uh, the Rams can, not better. We're going but, to figure all that out. But let's go through our order of games. We've we've done our predictions. You've heard yep. what we had to say. The very first game to kick off the NFL Wild Card Weekend will be Browns Texans NBC 4:30 p.m. on Saturday, followed by the Chiefs. Dolphins game, 8 p.m. on Peacock. And then the Sunday games, Steelers-Bills to kick things off on CBS at 1. Then Sunday at 4.30, the Cowboys and Packers. The Sunday night game on NBC, the Rams and Lions. That, that and the Monday good game. Good job picking that as the Sunday night game. That's going to be and great. I, I, hey, Detroit has been looking for a big stage moment. This is their chance. And finally, the Monday night game, bucks eagles on ABC ESPN. And that might be the only reason, the only reason you see Devonta Smith in this game. The Eagles need more and more and more time. They need as much time as possible for Devonta Smith to heal. I think the NFL set all this up. I think the NFL kind of set this up just like this. Oh, please don't don't tell me you believe in that NFL is scripted. Uh, I'm not going you know, into conspiracy. Oh no no no! I'm not I'm not taking the role of a conspiracy. By the way, do you know how many people go on the internet with this crap? NFL scripted. NFL scripted. A, NFL scripted. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not a WWE writer. Don't worry, I don't write for the World Wrestling Entertainment. Let me tell you something. If the uh, NFL were scripted, the Bears would have made the postseason, not the Packers. The Colts would have beaten. The Colts would have won the division. The Texans wouldn't have. Um, Buffalo would not have won the uh, AFC East again. Colts had their chance to beat to be the NFC South team. They had their AFC South, excuse me. An had NFL script. There would never be an NFL script that is ever written where the Cowboys beat the Eagles in the NFC East. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the stage is now set for Wild Card Weekend, and we're going to have some very incredible football games to be played. The e- the Niners, the Ravens have a first round bye, and they will await the winners of the Wild Card Weekend games to play in the divisional playoff the following week. I'm going to tell you right now, whichever team is going to play the Ravens, you better come 100% prepared for John Harbaugh's Ravens, or you're going to be in for a very rough day. And you're facing Lamar Jackson, so good luck. Well, for those playing the 49ers, Brock Purdy will throw everything at you. Kyle Shanahan will throw everything at you. McCaffrey's playing. Good luck. You know what's going to be really, really funny? Mm-hmm. Steelers-Bills. 
it's going to be a fun game. Not really. But if you look at who might end up playing the number one seed, mm -hmm. right? Yep. You might end up with a situation where more likely than not, it's going to be Cleveland. And if it's Cleveland to go up against Baltimore, that's going to be a fun matchup. If you look at the NFC, mm -hmm. the matchup that you might end up seeing is Rams, Rams. 49ers. Oh, well, it's a divisional playoff for a reason. Your own division. I think that's why it got its name, right? Well, that would be the way it works out this year. If that would definitely out. be the way it works out this year. By the way, if the Eagles do beat the Bucks, you'll have Cowboys Eagles. There you go. There you go. So, ladies and gentlemen. And if, uh, by the way, and if the Dolphins beat the Chiefs, you got Miami and uh, Buffalo. So, everything could be set in stone for a very crazy divisional playoff if things go the way we feel they're going to go. If we get to that. But we'll well, see. They, they they might not, but you know what? You got so many storylines this year; it is unbelievable. And even though the names and the players change, and sometimes you know, you know, you get a couple of uh, teams that you don't generally see here and there. The teams always seem to stay the same. You always see the Steelers in the postseason. You always see the Bills in the postseason. Packers are mainstays. So are the Chiefs. So are the Cowboys. So are the Eagles. And so are the Bucks. Yeah. And so are the Rams in general. And now the past couple of years, the Browns have been, uh, you know, in postseason contention. So you wonder when will things for the other teams that have not been in the playoffs for years? And well, we're going to have our own little rant discussions of our respective New York football teams. And what needs to be changed. And it's fair that we say it. We're not going to go into full detail of it now. But you're going to hear our takes on the Jets and Giants. And you have to imagine they're sitting at home. They're watching these playoffs. They're going to be watching these playoffs close on their television sets at home. And they will say to themselves, why the hell aren't we there? Oh, what they know why they aren't thing? there. They know why they aren't there, but... They have the wool pulled over your eyes, ladies and gentlemen. Both of these teams do. We are going to expose them for exactly what they are. Stay tuned this week to hear it. Okay. But for now, that's going to conclude this edition, our first 2024 edition of Downtown Sports. I want to thank Chris DeLarge. I want to thank Tony Mainville. I want to thank everybody on our Downtown Sports staff for making our podcast what it is. I want to thank everybody as we look forward to a strong 2024 may bring us great fortune and some unexpected moments to happen who knows but you can listen to downtown sports on 23 different platforms we're on spotify spotify for podcasters breaker google Podcasts, overcast pocket cast radio public apple podcast Castbox, bullhorn pod bay listen notes podcast addict verbal castro.fm stitcher amazon music audible Podline, odyssey odyssey iHeartRadio, Podchaser, and tune in Episodes, rants, digital market battle specials every week. We are downtown sports, and we are where sports come home. 2024 coming up for you. Maybe the best year yet of this podcast. 
Who knows? Time will tell. But until then, all we have to say is we're out. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.